The good don't grow We help you understand the benefits With CBD and cannabis, yeah The good don't grow We remove the fear of the unknown By giving you all the facts The good don't grow We bring the unbiased content from opposing views To give you nothing but the facts I welcome you to the show The good don't grow Hey everybody, welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. My next guest is Anthony Pagliero. He's an MMA fighter and goes by the name Anthony Top Gun. Anthony is also an actor, stuntman, mixed martial artist, personal trainer, nutritionist, and is also a six-year Air Force veteran. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Glad you could be with us. Anthony Pagliero, thank you for coming to the show. I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. You did. Perfect. I was, I was like practicing for like the first five minutes. Like, <laughs> That's the that's the biggest thing with these podcasting is trying to get the names right. Yes. Especially when you don't talk to them first and you're afraid to ask them like usually I go on YouTube and see if another announcer announces it properly. I'm like, all right, that's how we're gonna do it. <laughs> well, it's kind of a hard last name because it is Italian, so a lot of people don't can't really pronounce it the right way. Especially me, I always muffle everything up. I'm half Canadian French, so I you know, so I screw it all up. <laughs> So you spent six years in the United States Air Force. That I did, yes. What was that like? In the very beginning, I was a little nervous. Um, my family is all either medical or or, or military, so I've kind of I kind of grew into that. I had you know I could go one way or the other. Um, I actually turned down a, a baseball scholarship to go into the service because really? the recruiter who lied to me. Of course, you know how most recruiters do. Um, <laughs> told me that, hey, you know, why don't you come play for us for, you know, for the Air Force team and you can play baseball and be in the military at the same time. I was like, well, I could kill, you know, two birds with one stone. And then I got into the service, went through basic, went through um, my job training for, for my MOS. I got done, got to my first duty station. I was like, all right, you know, hey, captain, hey, Sarge, where's, you know, where's the baseball team? Where do I sign up? They're like, um, there's community leagues. And I said, what? <laughs> uh, that, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah, that's not what I was thinking. And I, and I believe the recruiter because, you know, as they know, they have the Air Force Falcons for football and they right. have the volleyball team. I was like, well, you know, they have to have a baseball team. Yep. No. Jesus. Hey, can you see me or is it really black in here? I'm looking at my screen. It looks like I look black. Um, I can see you and I can see the, the your logo in the background. My cool little logo? Yeah. yeah. I like that. <laughs> All right. So listen, basically our podcast, we, what we ended up doing is I'm a firefighter is in Florida. Awesome. And I'm trying to open, I'm trying to open the conversation up on, on CBD and trying to get everybody to get out of the whole mythology of like, it's bad, you know, and everything else. And that it actually can be good if actually used properly and stuff. Mm -hmm. So before we get into all of that, why don't you tell us a little bit, like you said, you were actually in the, the, uh, the medical field. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you got there and everything else. So with my background, um, I was actually a volunteer fireman in EMT. I'm originally from upstate New York. My biological father is actually a paid fireman and paramedic in upstate New York. Um, cool. so I kind of grew in that, you know, grew up in that with him. I went to the cadets, I went to the explorers, and then I eventually made my own decision to continue doing it. I loved it, except for the, how can I say, I love going into the burning buildings aspect and I love saving people. <laughs> And then I started getting my other certification list, like I got my ice rescue, my hazmat. I started going on to the, the more of the medical side of it. 
and I just fell in, you know, I fell in love with the medical side. I did Woodland Fireman for a little bit. I love that because yes, you're in the fire, but you're not like in the fire as sort of speak. Right. Um, I just love the whole aspect of helping people, making them smile, making them feel better. One of my things that I always tell people being in the service, I developed PTSD. Before that, my life wasn't the best. I actually wrote a book about it, which I sent you. <sighs> Sorry, it's, it's sometimes hard to talk about. I went back and forth between my biological father and my mom over since I was two years old. Flying back, taking a bus, taking a train, you know, going back and forth between them. My stepfather was an alcoholic, so I dealt with that along with being trapped back and forth. My biological father was never... He was never the father or the dad that I wanted. So I had to deal with that also. And so to me, making other people smile, making other people, you know, other people feel better was my way of making myself feel better. You know, knowing that I meant something, knowing that, that I was put here for a reason. And ever since then, you know, I got into the service, used my GI Bill, get out of the service, became a certified medical assistant, and then went on to get my phlebotomist and then my registered nurse. Um, and I just, I love the whole aspect of, of helping people get into getting to them where they need to be. And then eventually I got my personal training and nutrition license and that just, it broadened my horizons. So I can, I'd rather see you face to face than see you in the emergency room. Right. Right. It's kind of like the same avenue I had. I started out personal training and it was the fact of just trying to help people get from, well, I always said it's, it's kind of like. Everybody goes, well, how, personal training is tough. It's not, it's not tough. It's tough if you look at it, you're selling a dream. Because a lot of people think that they can't get from where they are to where they want to be. It's not like selling a car because you can see, touch, feel. Mm -hmm. You actually have to work that person on a mental aspect, yes. not just a physical touching aspect, and teach them how to get over those hurdles. That was the one thing that I, I don't know if it'll relate to your, because you did get in the MMA career after your UFC after your stint in the uh, Air Force, but yeah. I got into CrossFit. And then when I found out that CrossFit was kind of like, there was always a challenge. Everybody was different. Mm -hmm. There was always a goal for you to get. All right, you sucked at this, when I need to practice that. Okay, you sucked at that, you didn't, you know, so there was always some way of overcoming a difficulty. And I found that helped in my personal training because it's what happens. Everybody ends up being stuck somewhere and they can't get over that hump and personal training like firefighting it ends up coming together where you help that person in need mm -hmm. and you feel great afterwards and i don't know if that's the same thing what happened to you after when you got into the uh, to mma and stuff if you found the same thing i know it's kind of weird to say like you know beating people up kind of the same thing as helping people but there was all i'm sure there was always a challenge in mma that you found out that you weren't good at and you had to figure out mm -hmm. constantly every day i actually learned more I know it goes back and forth. There's people that say they learn more from the fights and some people that learn more from the training, but I learned from both of them, but most of it was the mental part, you know, cause you have to learn how to be patient. You have to know, you know, the position before you even try to accomplish something. You're always thinking three steps ahead. You know, if he throws this, I got to do this. Or if he's going to do this, I got to do this. Okay. I got him here, but I got to think three moves ahead because if he blocks this, I got to get to this. So it's right. kind of the, same aspect as doing the personal training, doing the, you know, nutrition. I'm giving them ideas or I'd like to, I like to say, I'm giving you the info. It's up to you whether or not to use it. Right. So I'm here to motivate you. I'm here to push you in the right direction. But if you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. 
You know, I exactly. tell my people, my clients that I see, being a nutritionist, being a wellness coach, being a nurse, I'm there to help. But me, if I can get your mindset there before doing anything else, everything else is going to fall in place. Because right. you can be doing an exercise, I can be teaching you an exercise, and you could be doing it. Or you could be really doing it. Right, exactly. I, I, I say the same thing. I says, I, I tell everybody else, don't worry about so much about how much you lift. Worry about how much you're the way you're lifting. The, the way you're lifting will always protect you, and the weight will come. Everything will come. The same thing is you've got to start working out to lose weight. You're never going to lose weight just because you want to. You just got to start doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, that leads into my next question: As a fight coach, fighter, personal trainer, nutrition person, what do you feel is the biggest mistake most people make? Is it their nutrition or their recovery? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, honestly, I think it's the recovery. I like when I see my, my, my clients, um, either per, personal training, uh, nutrition, or along with my, my wellness coaching, a lot of people want to do one thing without the other. Or they do both things and forget about the third step, which is the very important step, is the recovery. Right. And that part, a lot of that is breathing. A lot of that is the stretching because people forget to stretch. And that's why they get the cramps, the, the muscle pains, the aches. They're not taking the right supplements. They're not taking the right vitamins. There's a lot of stuff that plays a hand, but I would definitely have to say the recovery part of, of anything. Exactly. And I tell my people the same thing. Is it took me a long time to figure that out. I'll be honest with you. I was one of those guys, go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And then when I, my body started breaking down and I'm like, there's got to be something wrong what I'm doing. And I researched more, read more, learned a little bit more. And it was my recovery wasn't as bad, wasn't as good as it should be. And of course, the nutrition feeds into that. Mm-hmm. Your supplementation feeds into that. But one big thing that feeds into that is actually your sleep. What most people don't realize mm-hmm. is that all the recovery is done when your sleep time is. Correct. So these guys that think they can go to bed at midnight and wake up at six and do that continuously forever and ever, ever sooner or later are going to hit that big wall, I think. So sleep is another thing that I talk to my clients about and for myself. Um, there's, there's two ways I tell them, or there's two different types of sleepers and there's a way that I tell them how to improve that. So I compare it to this. What happens when we use a computer or we use a laptop for a long time? It gets hot, Correct. So what do we usually do with it? We turn it off. We put it to the side. We let it cool down. That's something we ourselves don't do because we're always on the go. You know, we get up, we have our coffee, we make our breakfast, we go to work, we come home, we, you know, we take the kids to school or whatever our, our routine is, but we never actually think about ourselves and take a break. So I always tell, I tell people take five minutes out of your day, just take three slow, deep breaths and then do something totally out of the ordinary. Take a nap. Sit down, you know, watch, listen to some music, watch a video, take a walk, let your body and your mind reset. So that way it can recover fully when you get to that sleep part, because as you know, sleep is always <laughs> the definition of stress because you're not getting enough sleep or you're getting too much. You have the mind awake body, body sleep people or the body awake mind, you know, sleep people. So you right. really have to find that, that level playing field or level line of your sleep. And to know that you're actually getting the full night's rest or getting the, the rest that your body needs. Exactly. And that's all that recovery stuff. And as being a firefighter, my sleep schedule is terrible. I mean, just, I you know, know how it, it ruins. <laughs> sleep. 
So that's where I started trying to research more and more stuff. And that's kind of like, A, I was injured from a cro- the last CrossFit competition I did. So I had two Achilles tendonitis, like walking on glass for eight months. And I couldn't figure out anything. I went to physical therapy. I tried ice. I tried massages. Nothing. So I was saying, well, there's got to be something. Of course, like I said, Mr. Recovery here, I still ended up working Work out through it. Sure, just work out through it. Uh-huh. Go away. No, no. I'm sure as a fighter, work, you work notice through the pain. Work through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No pain, no gain. I'm going right. to get it. <laughs> so that's where I fell into the whole, I started researching the whole CBD stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is this stuff can't be real. And when I started looking to it, it wasn't legal on, on my end here on, on the East Coast. So I'm like, you know what, I'll, I'll try and buy some stuff from out there in California and, and see, you know, they'll probably send, see if they'll send it to me, first of all. So they sent it to me. I think I bought, I'm not, I'll be honest, I think I bought like $1,000 worth of different stuff from different companies and trying stuff. And none of it worked. It's either tastes like shit. I mean, seriously. I mean, it was like, I don't know what the hell they were putting in it or whatever, but it didn't work. And I said, this will never work. And then my holistic doctor that does all my blood work says, hey. Come to this cannabis convention with me and we'll check out what they have there. I'm like, okay. Found a place in Colorado. They said, hey, you got to try our stuff. I'm like, I, I, I've tried a bunch of them. This shit don't work, dude. I'm like, you like, I'm one of those guys. Try everything before I recommend. Mm-hmm. 100%. I am the same way. You know, it, it, if it tastes like cardboard, I'm not going to give it to my clients because they're not going to take it. You know, as a fitness professional, you're trying to get them to help them. So if they've never taken protein drinks, when you give something that tastes like shit, they're not going to do it. You know, mm-hmm. as well as I do, they may buy it from you and make you feel good, but you know, they ain't taking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I finally said, all right, you know what? I'll send me some of your stuff. Let me try it. And I was sitting in my kitchen. I got the bottle. My wife goes, another one. I'm like, yeah, I'll try this stuff. <laughs> so I put it in and I, I'm standing there and I'm like, just in the kitchen, just moving my feet. My wife goes, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I, th- I think my pain's gone. She goes, that's impossible. It's only been 20 minutes. I'm like, no, seriously, it went from an eight to a three. There's something weird and maybe it might be just mental. I'm like, so you know what, Mr. Intelligence, next day, head straight to the gym, start doing jump rope. Sure. Oh, that, there Perfect. you go. That was excellent right there. <laughs> Don't do what I do. Just do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> so then I start and, and it didn't go back up to it. It just stayed at a three. So it stayed at a three for a little while. I stayed on the product. Then all of a sudden it just went away. And ever since then, I was like a believer. And I realized like, you know what? You just got to find a quality product. It, I don't know if that's the same way that you got involved with, with CBD because I know you're taking it. Yes. How did you get involved? Was it was it from injuries? Was it researching for yourself, for a client? So being in the MA field, being in the fitness field, people throw things at you. Being a fighter, being a pro, Hey, try this sponsor. You know, I'll sponsor you. Try this. I'll sponsor you. Try this. You know, I'll give you this or try that. I'll, you know, so I went through, I don't know how many supplements, how many different CBD products, how many, you know, I went through everything. As you can see, I have my sponsor fusion who is CBD products. And then I also have my evil uh, supplement sponsor who does my pre-workouts, vitamins, things like that. When I find something that works, I stick with it. I don't like to, Go away from it. I don't like to, you know, d- dabble into other things. If something's working, as my pop used to say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly. So um, believe it or not, I never believed. I was kind of like you. I never believed in CBD. I never believed in the whole marijuana pot's going to save you, this and that. You know, I always thought of it as, you're getting high. Leave me the hell alone. 
<laughs> exactly. And especially being in the medical field and the fire field, we're like, no to drugs because we're always getting drug tested or something. So I don't want to take a chance mm -hmm. on anything. That was the big, believe it or not, that was the big reason why I stayed away from the CBD is because being a pro fighter, you get randomly tested. And especially being a nurse, you're always tested anytime they feel like it. So I didn't want to lose my license in both aspects, my MMA or my nursing. So I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm just not going to take that chance. I'm going to stay away from it. And then getting further down the line, a lot of the people that I've trained with and my teammates, I can't name a couple of them because they are UFC people. Um, right. They started introducing me to it. And you see them all over Instagram, all over Facebook, you know, try this CBD product or try this. So one of my very good friends who was my coach, my trainer, and is in the UFC, people know him, Court McGee. He dabbled into fusion and he's like, hey, try it. You know, I passed my test. There's nothing extraordinary that you will fail a test and it works. And I'm like, whatever, you know, being my coach, I'm like, yeah, whatever, coach. <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. So I tried it for a week. They gave me a little, little bottle about this size and I tried it for about a week. And I noticed the biggest thing getting back to sleep was I take it in the morning. And throughout the day, it's that nice, cool, relaxing. It never goes up or down like that jittery feeling or that you have right. energy all of a sudden and you're, you know, slumped down in the, in the chair. Exactly. And I noticed that first was the level, level feeling all day. And then when it came to my sleep, I, it, it's night's night and day. I don't really don't know how to describe it. It, you, you have that restful sleep and that's that calm sleep. I mean, everybody, no, I can't say everybody, but people get out to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. That's it's normal. It's life. But I was able to get to sleep and actually stay asleep. You know, I wasn't waking up for nightmares. I wasn't waking up for, you know, twitches or muscle aches or, you know, your back. Right. Hurting. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should look into this. So I, I hit up Fusion and I was like, hey, you know, I'm a fighter, blah, blah, blah. This is my coach. He's been taking it from this and that. And they're like, sure, I'll send you a free box. And I was like, what? what what'd you just say? <laughs> they're like, no, you know, try my products. You know, let me know how you feel. And if then we'll go on to something. I'm like, I've never known a company just to say, hey, I'll give you a box of a bunch of crap, pardon my French, and then let me know. That's right. To me, that's it's not smart, but sometimes smart at the same time, because you know how right. good your product is. You know, it works and you just want somebody to get that feeling and know what it feels like. And ever since then, I've, I've just I've stayed with them and it's helped tremendously. Exactly. And the coolest thing is I found. Like I said, my sleep schedule as a firefighter, we'll get calls in the middle of the night and then usually you'll come back. It depends on the call. You know, you go into the burn, burning building, you come back. It's not as if you're just ready to go right back to sleep. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. You know, you're, the still, adrenaline rush. you're still wired, you get adrenaline and just a little bit just actually calms down and puts you right back to sleep. You don't wake up drowsy. Like I used to take melatonin and used to wake up in a complete fog. Like, yes. Oh my God, what's going on? So that's the cool thing. There's no like after effect or fogginess or whatsoever. Let me ask you this, because I'm gonna tell you a story in a minute. Have you ever had any really messed up dreams on the CBD? On CBD, no. I'm gonna say I've had messed up dreams before, you know, without the CBD, but no, I have not had any on the CBD yet. I've got, I've gotten such a deep sleep, and I, I, one of my clients, I just got, I got her a bottle the other day, but a deep sleep to our, it's weird to say, but I've been like on alien ships. That's how. <laughs> that's, that's how deep I was. And I was telling my my client that when I was getting her bottle, she's like, I've never had weird dreams. Her boyfriend's like, yeah, you had that time you were stuck in a tree for six hours. You kept trying to wake me up to trying to get you. She goes, 
Oh yeah, one of those. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. When you get from that REM to that really deep REM sleep, it's like all of a sudden you're like, it feels like you're asleep, but you're in a completely different atmosphere. Uh-huh. It, it, it's it's awesome. So I I love the product, and for inflammation and stuff, I'm pretty sure you use it for that too. And joint pain, it's just like it, there's nothing like it. No, there's Seriously. not. The one difference I know is a lot of people don't understand is using CBD. There's CBD and then there's CBD with THC. There's all kinds of different CBD. Right. Um, the product I use is just strictly CBD. And I've noticed a big difference between, you know, CBD with THC and other additives or just the regular CBD. You, it, it just, it gives you a calm that I never thought I would get, you know, hearing or watching from other people doing, getting high or doing CBD and things like that. Right. There is a certain level as to everything we do, supplements, CBD, whatever we're doing. And yes, you can get high if you take an over amount of it. You, you know, you need to be, you have to know that level playing field of how much to take, when to take it, what it works, what it doesn't work and things like that. So yeah, definitely. exactly. With the, on that point, the funny, the funny thing is I had a doctor, a naturopath that works on it and all the studies out there are on CBD. It's not on CBD with THC and the entourage effect. They're all on basically the isolate CBD itself. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing he said, he goes, you could take a whole bunch of it. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I feel stoned. He goes, it's actually a bliss feeling. It's not a, woohoo, you're all right, man. I feel great feeling. It's like you're way up there, like I'm ready to rock kind of feeling, kind of like, so it feels like you're high, but you're just really like energetic, not energetic. I can't say energetic, but real happy. Like mm-hmm. real, there's two things there's bliss and then there's stoned high. He goes, with this, Based like isolate CBD, you just get that real high bliss feeling where most people, and I, and most people, I tell most people, CBD brings your, your body down to a homeostatic state to where your body runs like a race car at a hundred percent. Most of us have never felt what that feels like. No. So, you know, in the fitness industry, when you feel good, you feel good, whether it's from working out or anything. A lot of your clients and my clients don't ever, ever felt like that because they've ate like crap. They're always like driving through mud. They don't know what it feels like. You know, they're always sick. So they don't feel that. So when they get that feeling, they're like, I must be high. Mm-hmm. No, you're actually learning with your body runs, how it's running on natural 100% itself. Mm-hmm. And that feeling is where you want to stay all the time. So that's why I tell them and I explain that when they get that. So that, that's pretty cool. You're also a stuntman, I heard. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm an act, actor and stuntman. And originally, I was a background actor. Then I went to an uh, extra. Then I went to a stand-in. Um, and then my movie that was just put on Amazon Prime was my first. I just thought I was going to be an actor. You know, I, I got the lead role. Of course, the dream come true. Yeah. Woo! But during the being on set and, and filming and being the actor is so different than being a background or a stand in because the camera is like, hey, you're there. You're right there. And they do. They have a script. But just like life, you never go by the script. So they're right. like, hey, Anthony, um, we know you're a fighter. We know I'm like, oh, crap. Here we go. <laughs> so they're like hey can you jump off of this or hey can you you do this can you do it i'm like shit why not okay so that's kind of how it got me into the stunt work because of my you know my mma and my military background i love it but i don't i, I love it because yes you get your more FaceTime, you get more more calls of course being a stuntman but i would rather be just the actor right you know a 
look at Jackie Chan, look at um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. They're stunt and actors at the same time. And how many times have they had to call off doing a movie because they got injured doing a stunt? Exactly. I, I, would, I would rather be the actor and have somebody else do the, the stunt work. You know, I, I want to do my lines. I want to do my part. Every once in a while, I'll do like a, a shooting scene or th- something like that. But fighting and stuff like that, no. That Leave that to the... Even though I'm a pro fighter, leave it to the real professionals that actually train every single day doing stunt work. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Any Anything coming down the pipeline for 2021? Right now, I've been with this whole COVID part of my friend's shit. You know, I ask everybody the same thing and they all say the same thing. Wow, this COVID shit is it, just killing everybody. <laughs> it is. I've had, so right now, I have two more lead roles for movies, but we've had to put everything in hold because the studios are down. The places where right. I film, you can't go to film. And then if exactly. you want to film, the producer, whoever has to go through these jump, all these hoops to do it. So a lot of them are like, you know what? No, I'll, I'll save my money so that way we can actually do the movie right. So exactly. um, I do have two more coming up. I can't mention them or say anything about them yet. But yes, I do have two lined up. So right now I've been doing you know, a podcast. I've been doing interviews uh, for the time being. Pretty cool. I, I have to ask you one thing because I did hear this in another podcast. I hear you have a good Chris Pratt story. <laughs> <laughs> so this was when I was doing uh, background and, and stand-in work. I was in the movie Magnificent Seven with, as you know, with Ethan Hawke, Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, and a lot of other excellent people. Right. Um, the three days that I was filming, I did the film. It was probably about a month long, but the three, the last three days it was called the the rap part of what they were filming and the last scene where you see my face was the bar scene and there's a lot of things in the bar that looks real but it's not because well i'm there and i know what they're actually drinking or i know what they're actually doing just like i hate to spoil it for everybody they're not drinking beer it's apple juice (laughs) (laughs) but after that we got done shooting that part and it was just Everybody that was in that scene were the only people on that whole set. So whoever was there in that bar was that—that that was it. You know, the producer, the cameraman, the people in the bar scene, the two main—you know—the three main actors there. We got done with the with the scenes, and they called it a wrap. And then Chris Pratt and Ethan Hawke came up to me and my brother, and then the other two girls, the hookers, the ones that played the hookers. Right. Um, we were, my brother was a stand-in for Ethan Hawke and I was a stand-in for Chris Pratt during this time. And then the two girls were just the girls in the, in the bar that we kind of talked to and hung out with, <laughs> you right. know, being guys, we've got to talk to girls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were like, Hey, you guys want to go out and have a couple beers? You want to go have a drink with us? We're like, who, who, who are you? You know, that's what we're thinking. These are freaking famous people, like godly famous people. And they're coming asking these no, no, you know, these nobodies, these stand-ins. Hey, you want to go have a beer with us? So we went and uh, went to a bar. I remember the name of the bar. Oh my lord, they can drink. I mean, they are the. I, I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, their tab must have been a good thousand, two thousand dollars, but <laughs> they can handle it. And that's the scare. You know, they're the happy dancing on the tables, laughing, giggling. It's a total different side of the actors that people don't know about. You know, they look at actors, they look at stunt people and, oh, they must be stuck up. They got everything for them. They got this and that. But they're the most cool, calm, everyday person. And a lot of people don't notice that or don't know that. That, that, That's so cool. That's 
I don't have a famous story, but it's kind of like the same thing when I went to and I did these these big CrossFit competitions and I got to meet the big stars like they're and you would warm up in the same area then and they were like, hey, what's up, dude? Hey, try this. Hey, do that. You know, even though you see them on kind of TV and stuff and you think like they're going to be standoffish, they were the coolest people ever. Mm -hmm. They would shake your hand. They would take a picture with you. They went, you'd ask them a question. They talk to you like anything. So that that's a pretty cool story, man. That's that's pretty awesome. Yes. Listen. That's all I got for you. I appreciate you being on my show. It was, it was awesome. If ever you need anything, you know, and whenever you get the new uh, rolls out. Yes, hit us up. <laughs> definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll send it out for sure. I'm going to put the link to all your, your products and everything down in the podcast for if anybody wants to hit it up. We're going to hit up your links. If there's anything else, man, you just give us a call. Oh, definitely. Okay, I'll keep in touch. All right. Sounds like a man. Thank you, Anthony. All right. Have a good one. You have a great day. All right. Later. Later. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained some type of value. So what we need you to do is leave a review and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Good Dudes Grow.